0: Welcome to the Man Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series, Jesus in a Christmas Vacation. Today's sermon is entitled, Some Liars Do Get Ahead. And we're going to look at some things that you should do when you feel overwhelmed by your struggles. So today, sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. Alright, y'all ready to dive in this today? I am super excited to be continuing our series, Jesus in a Christmas Vacation. Jesus in the Christmas vacation. So we learned last week that that man Jesus is a great loving family, a big family. He just like many of us, he has loving family members. He's got uh, uh, caring family members. He's got depressing family members. He's got everything in between. And, and just like I told everybody, he's even got some dysfunctional people in his family. He's got that uh, cousin Eddie, as we talked about, cousin Eddie. Anybody got a cousin Eddie in their family? Did uh, Cousin Eddie show up to your uh, your um, Thanksgiving dinners? We ain't had ours yet, so Cousin Eddie ain't showed up quite yet. My Cousin Eddie? Oh, that's right. I did say that. If you realize that um, you don't have a Cousin Eddie in your family, then that means... Sadly, to say, you're your cousin, Eddie, <laughs> all right? If you missed last week's sermon, we're going to hopefully have all this uploaded to our uh, podcast very soon, and so you guys stay tuned, you can view that on our uh, YouTube channel as well, and so our Facebook, go back to the links there, and uh, <laughs> it was a great sermon, but we learned, you man, we learned how dysfunctional our families can be, and, we, and we're and we going to continue today's series And today's sermon is entitled, Some Liars Do Get Ahead. Some Liars Do Get Ahead. Oh, this is going to be weird. Anybody got a family member that you know right now? They are a liar. <laughs> they lie. They lie about everything. Anybody? Don't raise your hands. <laughs> Don't be pointing their fingers either. Trina, stop it. She's invisible, belly. But listen, listen. anybody know in their family right now, you're already poonering. You're already thinking. I know exactly who is Sally Sue. She's the biggest liar on the block. <laughs> Trina, she's, the, she's even bigger than she is. Anybody know a liar? <laughs> anybody ever in here? Anybody right now? Y'all want to be honest, anybody ever told a lie? All oh, y'all should raise your hand because you don't. You need to after that because you just lied. <laughs> like games, you ever lied about something? I know one time, I ain't going to tell you that story. <laughs> I've lied before. I've lied a few times in my life. I try not to lie, I try to be completely honest, and and that's just what I tried to do because a lie got me in trouble one time, and I was like, after that, I said, uh-uh, I ain't lying again. I figured it'd be best to tell the truth than not to, because, uh, you know, parents, you know, like, you ever, you ever told your kids this? You just go ahead and tell me true because I know if you're lying or not. Parents, you ever use that, that tactic on your kid? I already know, so you might as well tell me. That's how it is to me. I already know. <laughs> Daddy knows everything. Ain't that right, Lily? <laughs> so, today we're continuing our series, Jesus and the Christmas Vacation. And, man, I, I loved how we've seen how dysfunctional some people can be. Some people are in the Bible, that can be loving, funny, dysfunctional, and sometimes we even had to pull out the skeletons in their closet, and we're going to see that kind of today, some skeletons in somebody's closet that we're going to reveal. So today we're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. This is a record of the ascendance of Jesus, Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob, and Jacob was the father of Judah and his brother. Last week, I sometimes I got real bad ADD and got some dyslexia, so sometimes, and I noticed it last week when I was listening to it, I was saying Isaiah. Isaiah. So y'all Bear with me, sometimes when it gets messed together and I get in the zone, sometimes I, I say things that aren't quite accurate, so, but, but Isaac here, and we met Isaac last week, and sometimes I would say Isaiah, and, and I apologize for that, but dyslexia is a real thing, it's, it's bad, y'all pray for me, and so, but today we're going to look at just a little bit about Isaiah, Isaac, see, I just told you, Isaac and Jacob and Abraham. And so, uh, if you remember last week when we when we talked about uh, uh, God's people and and we talked about uh, uh, the the. the the, the message last week about how people, and we talked about uh, a little bit of, I'm trying to stay on topic here, uh, Abraham and Sarah trying to have a baby and and, and how they tried to conceive and, and they they were having a hard time and how difficult it could be and, and people wanted to call out on all of our problems. And like I said, all this will be uploaded hopefully in the coming weeks for you to, to go back and listen to, but you can't listen to it on our YouTube channel. <coughs> Just search "Men at Church, you'll find us. So Abraham and Isaac, they had a son, Isaac you know they and and Abraham you know was told by God to take or Isaiah and go up on the mountain Isaac see I just done it take Isaac up on the mountain and to sacrifice him after all that hard work and and, and trying after trying and trying and, and and now all of a sudden now God wants him to be faithful and trust him and to see who, who he trusted more the gift or the gift giver if you missed last week I encourage you to go back and listen to it and if you didn't it's okay hey we got you YouTube YouTube's a wonderful tool but listen 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 so so, so it's an incredible story we talked about last week but however we're going to talk about Isaac's son Jacob we're going to talk about Jacob today Jacob in the Bible here he had an incredible life and so we're going to kind of go through some just a couple of things with you here just for a moment to kind of get you up to speed here, all right, if you don't know these stories, it's all right, we're going to help you out, so Jacob and his twin brother Esau were born to Isaac and his wife, Jacob, but just like Isaac Isaac and Jacob had an incredible different, difficult, Isaac and Rebecca had an incredible difficult time conceiving, they had a hard time, just like Abraham and Sarah, they were having a hard time trying to conceive to have a baby, and, and they were having a difficult time. And listen, listen, and the reality is, is, is Isaac here, he he was 60 years old when Rebecca finally become pregnant. And y'all imagine with me, 60 years old, and you become pregnant. Y'all, Tasha's almost, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, she's almost and uh, and and so she she's getting and uh, and and so and so listen, listen 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 so so she's getting up there in age and, and I tell you right now if she told me she was pregnant I would probably faint I'd be like oh no 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 uh, God's got a sense of humor I'm like oh shoot and she'd be like I'm too old I can't be having no more kids and she's, and you know what I mean I mean she's she's killing me man I mean you you know. <laughs> Whew. But 60, 60 years old, man, I couldn't imagine. But listen, listen, listen. Now, women, I want you guys to help me out with something. So she's 60 years old, or 60, Isaac, Isaac's 60 years old by this point, and she was having a difficult pregnancy. Ladies, did y'all have a difficult pregnancy? <laughs> amen, amen. And the ladies that had the Best ones of their life, they all hate you. <laughs> all you ladies that had wonderful—I didn't have nothing. I just went through everything. I didn't gain no hardly any weight. Although the other women hate you, I just wanted you to know that. I was kidding. But women, I mean, think about this: you struggled and struggled to have, you know, to succeed to get a baby, and you finally get pregnant. Now it's the worst thing of your life. The worst thing now, you're dealing with morning sickness, you're dealing with heartburn, you want to eat waffles and pickles all the time. What happened in my house? (laughs) But listen, Rebecca was praying to the Lord. She began to pray and she was asking him why her pregnancy was so difficult. Women that had a difficult pregnancy, or maybe just in general, did you ever pray to God? God, why does this have to be so bad? Why does this have to be so awful, God? It's okay to be honest. And it's what she was doing. She was praying. She was praying so she was praying to God, why does this have to be so hard? Why does this have to be so difficult? I mean, she was dealing with the lot. And listen, God answered her. I like this part. I love this. I love it. God answered her. And he revealed that she was having twins. She was having twin boys here. She was having two of them. I would probably faint too. So bless you ones that have twins and triplets and quadruplets. and who bless you. But listen, God revealed to her that she was going to have, have twin boys. And listen, and they were struggling inside the womb with one another. They were fighting inside the womb with one another. And, and listen, 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 listen. And then eventually... Each son will become a nation and would be at odds against one another their whole lives. you all you already tell her this and showing her this? See, see. Back in the day, everything that was um, everything went to the oldest son or the oldest person in the family. So it was called an inheritance. So they would get all the, uh, 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 the, the, the family's fortune, their businesses, their livelihoods, all the responsibilities that come along with it as well. So the firstborn child would get all the inheritance. And so they were fighting inside the womb. They were fighting inside there. And so it come time for Rebecca. It come delivery day. You ladies remember delivery day? She was finally like, "It's here. It's time for them to come out." And so, and so, listen, listen, listen. Esau come out first. Esau was the first one to come out. And listen, listen, he was a cool little guy. He he was red skinned and had was covered in hair. That's what the Bible tells us, he was covered in hair and he was red skinned. He looked like a little Chewbacca baby. <laughs> little Chewbacca baby. He's over there and he's just hairy everywhere. He, you knew that he was just full. You knew which one was which. It was a distinct difference. He was full. He was red and full of hair. Chewbacca baby. Everybody good with that? Chewbacca baby. Y'all say it with me. Chewbacca baby. Chewbacca baby. And then this midwife pulled out Esau to herself and handed her the youngest son. But listen, listen, listen. listen. What was cool here is, is Jacob here was pulling on Esau's leg. So as he was coming out, they were fighting all the way out. So he was had the, his hand on his heel. That's what the Bible tells us. The hand on his heel, and he was coming out right in behind him. Now, anybody in here got a sibling? I know I do. And we fought like cats and dogs. Parents, your kids fight like cats and dogs. Anybody? Cats and dogs, I tell you what, my daughters, they want to fight, and I get on my nerves, and I told told Lily all the time, I said, my brother did that to me, I'd punch him right in the face. (laughs) Me and my brother, we fought like cats and dogs. My mom would still tell you, we fought like cats and dogs. We fought over everything, but, man, they were fighting inside the womb, and they were such in a hurry to get out that he was on his heel of his his, uh, foot there, on his leg. He was so destined to try to beat him out. Jacob was that he was on his heel. He was on his heel. If y'all didn't know this, Jacob's name, the the the, the word Jacob means holder of the heel. Just a little nugget of knowledge for you guys. All right, let me catch up here. All right, so the two boys are already at each other's throat. Already, they're already at each other's throat inside the womb, and now they're chasing each other outside the womb. Parents, your kids relate to this somewhat. So one day, so a little bit later here, they get a little bit older. And then Jacob end up. You know, will just say. Yeah. Oh, 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 I got to do what I was going to tell you. So y'all ever heard the word pulling your leg? <laughs> you ever heard that? So, oh, he's just pulling my leg. So so, so so, what happened was, it's Jacob's life and most of his life become, it's known as a liar a cheater and a deceiver. So, so Jacob's life would become known and when we hear about Jacob in the Bible, that's what we become known. He was a liar, deceiver and a cheater. So these two boys are at each other's throats and then in Jacob one day as they got a little bit older, he would uh, cheat out his brother, his birthright. So all those things that I told you, his inheritance, the things that they would get, he would actually cheat his brother out of these things. So Jacob's going to cheat his brother Esau out of his birthright, and y'all want to see y'all want to see something as simple as it was. I'm going to give you guys just a little examination of how easy it was for him to give up his birthright. So he had a can, or, or and we're going to see this here in just a second. But just a, 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 a it tells us here uh, some stew that he made. He go out. He was hunt. He was hungry and and, and he, he he sold his birthright out for a can or a bowl of soup or stew and and all you know, look at this this is this is a Walmart brand good great value beef with vegetable soup 18.8 ounces this stuff right here is amazing i like eating it come from my house it's good stuff sticks to the bones it's good and and that's what he sold his whole entire birthright out for was a can or a bowl of soup? Now, for me, this is a bowl of soup because <laughs> I'm big. <laughs> One can. He gave up his whole birthright. Y'all check this out. Years later, when uh, Isaac, their father, was about to die, Isaac was had become blind. You know, once you get later on in life, sometimes things start uh, you start losing things. Your sight, your hearing. Mobility and things like that. And so Isaac was becoming blind. So y'all, y'all check it out. So he told his, he was getting up in Asia. Isaac was getting up all night. So he told Esau that he was going to give him the blessing. Which means he was going to get everything. He was going to give the inheritance, his birthright. He was getting ready to get these things. He was getting ready to bless him with these things. But he told him, he said, Isaac, listen. Or Isaac told uh, uh, Esau, I want you to go out hunt and hunt. I want you to go hunting. I want you to go hunting because he was a good hunter, and, 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 then, and I want you to make my favorite meal. I think I'd be okay with that. And my dad was up in his age, and, he was, and we knew he was getting ready to pass. And he was asking for his favorite meal. I said, "All right, yeah, I got you, got you. I want a big old thing of Krispy Kreme donuts for I check out. I should write that down." <laughs> But I'll just check it, out, check it out. So Rebecca, Rebecca overheard this conversation that was taking place between Esau and Isaac. And then she convinced Jacob to steal the blessing from her older from his older brother. Ain't that crazy how just a matter of just a few seconds makes you older? Don't that aggravate you? Well, his birth certificate says 1201. His birth certificate says 1201012. <laughs> Milliseconds. And he was older. So she convinced him to go out. But listen, listen. Hey, Jacob, you got to do some things first because he's going to know it's not you because he looks like a Chewbacca baby. All right? Esau looks like the Chewbacca, baby. So you're going to have to go out here. You're going to have to get some uh, uh, smooth uh, goat's hair out here. You're going to have to to, have to get some goat's hair. Chewbacca, baby. You're going to have to make it look like Chewbacca, baby, man. And you've got to make your father's favorite meal. And Jacob done this. And Jacob tricked his father. He tricked him. It's messed up, ain't it? Messed up, trainer. Quit tricking people. She, he tricked her. And Isaac gave Jacob a blessing. Or Isaiah gave Jacob the blessing that rightfully belonged to Esau. But listen, just as Jacob is leaving, Esau got home from his hunt. He makes Isaac his favorite meal. Only to find that the blessing he should have been have gotten went to Jacob. That'd be messed up way to find out something. Ain't it? <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, everything that was your that you know that was mine that was supposed to be yours is no longer yours. It's over here to Trina. Man, that'd be messed up. Some of y'all probably relate to some of this, ain't you? But listen, listen, listen. Esau, who had a temper, lost it that day. I mean, imagine with me how mad you would be. You were promised everything, everything—the family business, the family money, the family inheritance—and and you found out, hey, he 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 took it from me. How mad you gonna be? Because you knew it was yours. And so he so lost his temper. In my words, we—I hey, lost my junk that day. <laughs> he was madder than mad. He was so upset. Y'all check it out. Check it out. He said. He said. <laughs> He says, I swear that as soon as our father dies, as soon as Isaac dies, I'm going to kill you. Ooh! he Anybody ever been so mad they want to check somebody out? <laughs> oh, I can be, I'm so mad. I'm, I'm about, mm, let's go. I'm about, I'm, I'm about to take him out. <laughs> That's how mad he was upset to the point that he was ready to kill his brother. But he gave you some courtesy. He so, said, all right, man, listen. I, I'm going to give you some time, though. I'm not going to kill you before dad dies. I'm going to wait a little bit. But see, y'all, check this out, out. So Rebecca here, fearing for her other son's life, sent him far, far away from the house to Laban. Sent him far away. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. Listen. Listen, now he sent her other sons away because she was scared that what he was going to, you know, how Esau was going to do to her other son. Because the rumor mill done started. So Jacob was a liar, a cheater, and a deceiver. Because of that, he now has to go. He now has to leave his family, his friends, his livelihood, his home, his everything, and run for his life pretty much. Because he knew if he stayed there, Esau was going. He's going to knock him out. Yo, check this out. So Jacob, uh, Jacob left, and he went to meet Rachel, which uh, is Laban's daughter. So, so Rebecca feared for for her life and her her other son's life, so he sent him far away to her brother's house, Laban. All right so but then then Jacob goes because he was fearing for his life he's like I got to get out of here so so I'm trying to catch y'all up here Jacob met with Rachel which is Laban's daughter right about to get weird he falls in love with her Jacob falls in love with Rachel y'all check this out and he pledged to work for Laban for seven years so so he he leaves his his livelihood behind. He leaves all his royalty, his, his family, and everything, and he goes to La, you know to, to where Laban's at, and he says, "Hey, I love your daughter. She's beautiful. I want to marry her. Listen, I'm going to work for you for seven years. About to get really dysfunctional here, all right? <laughs> so in exchange for." Laban's, uh, so he worked for her, he's like, hey man, listen, I worked for you for seven years. And if you do that, you know, Laban said, hey, I'll bless you with Rachel to marry her. I'll let you marry my daughter if you work for me for these seven years. And, and, so, and so the scripture tells us that Jacob was so in love with Rachel that those seven years only felt like just a few days. That's how love works and me and Tasha's been together like 15, 16 years now and and we've been married for 12, 13 and man it feels like yesterday it all just happened. Man, love is wonderful. So it just feels like just a short amount of time even though it was a good lengthy portion of time. So yet seven years have passed. Seven years have passed. Then it come the time for the wedding. The wedding day was here upon them. And I'm sure, like everybody else, he was excited. He was pumped up. Yeah, check this out. Really dysfunctional. <laughs> so the day comes for them to be married, and then they shared their and, so, and then they shared their first night. And according to their custom, there, according to back in the day, the way things were done back in the day, they would wear a wedding veil. And the wedding veil would cover up your your, your face. You couldn't see anything. And what would happen is is you would wear this throughout your whole experience. Your wedding, your first night together. Y'all add those pieces together. You'd wear this veil. And then the next morning when you wake up, you would see your newly wedded wife there. This was custom and traditional back in Bible times for them to do. But listen to this. Listen to this. The one he had worked for seven years for. Seven years for. Her. He had pledged to marry from Laban. He was horrified to find out that it was Rachel or uh, Rebecca's sister. I mean, Rachel's sister, Leah. Oh, the deceiver done to deceive the deceiver, man. Man, then look, man. I tell y'all what. Laban done done messed up Jacob. He done deceived him. He done got him. <laughs> he he's like, man. Y'all know that karma thing I was talking about? Karma just got him good. He got tricked. I mean, imagine, imagine with me. You were expecting, you know, Rachel to be there. You're expecting this beautiful girl that you've loved and you fell in love with, and you worked hard for the last seven years for to marry just to find out it wasn't her that's like dating in 2022 <laughs> I'll get that next week <laughs> but listen, listen Jacob was furious he confronted Laban he said it is not our custom to marry off our youngest daughter first there's a lot of rules and things to happen in the Bible that don't happen today <laughs> Their custom, and what what they uh, were—you know—in the Bible times, it was it was normal for them to send off and marry the first daughter first. And you know, Rachel here was the youngest daughter, and Jacob was furious. I've worked for you for seven years, but what if I work for you another seven years to marry Rachel? One thing: this guy's super dedicated to this woman here. I mean, super dedicated. That's love right there. That's love, love. That's super love. You know what I mean? That is love beyond love. I mean, I love my wife, but uh, if it wasn't in the first seven years, I short. No, I'm. I go to the end of the world's map. So listen, Jacob agreed. He agreed to this. He agreed to work seven years for his daughter, and then one week later, he married Rachel, who, come to find out, also had a hard time conceiving. It's a pattern here. Rachel had a hard time conceiving, but Leah, I mean Leah, couldn't stop conceiving. So listen, not only did Jacob was now married to one woman, now he's married to two women. Dysfunctional, right? Super dysfunctional families. You can find all this in Genesis 29 and 30. It's like it's, I encourage you guys. I'm not gonna bore you with all the small details. I encourage you to read all those scriptures there. It's a really good story. Because right now we're in the middle of a Jerry Springer episode going on. <laughs> she can have babies. He she can have a hard time, baby. I don't know whose babies are and babies, and and, 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 and I'm married to him and I married to her and I'm married to her and I don't know what oh my gosh. It's just a it's just an ongoing episode here. After seven years, Jacob ended up with 11 children from four different women as As Leah and Rachel competed with each other to see who could give their husband more children. One wife's hard enough. Imagine two. Amen, men. It's now been 14 years. Jacob had two wives. Well, two very bad advice. <laughs> 11 children and he earned himself a awesome castle an awesome business he decided that he it was time for him to go home back to his livelihood back to where he was at back to see his brother Esau and it turns out his leg pulling following in law lacked so much integrity that he lied and cheated that Jacob couldn't take it anymore. So Jacob's father-in-law was worse than Jacob was, and he decided, "Hey, I can't take this anymore. This man's wicked. I got to get out of here. I got to go home." So that's what Jacob did. Packed up his stuff. He packed up his family. He was getting all of his, his stuff, and he left in the middle of the night. Jacob was struggling. Jacob was having a difficult time gotta hurry I'm I'm way behind y'all stick with me just a little bit longer Jacob had been struggling his whole entire life he struggled with his brother in the womb he struggled with his brother as a young man and then he struggled with his father-in-law Laban and now his life's about to get a little bit worse I don't see how it can get any worse than that he done struggled with his brother. He he done struggled with, with with this, and he done struggled with that, and then he's done struggled with having two different wives. And now it's about to get worse. But y'all, check this out. There's five things that you could do when you're feeling overwhelmed by struggling. And because right now, if we all want to be honest, we're all kind of struggling with something. We're all dealing with something today. But I want to encourage you today, so in the next few moments, as we go through this is if we apply these things to our life, we can overcome anything that comes our way. So whatever you're struggling with today, know that that there's peace and comfort. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all check this out. Y'all check this out. So the first thing that we can look at is look for clues that God is with you. Look for clues that God is with you. When you're feeling overwhelmed, we're oftentimes, we're quick to blame God, right? When things aren't going our way, we're quick to say, All right, God, why are you doing this in my life? God, why are you letting these things happen in my life? I'm friends with some of your friends on Facebook, and I see things that they post, and I see the struggles that they may be going through. And oftentimes, the first thing we want to do is we want to blame God. We want to blame God for the bad things that are happening in our lives. Sometimes God's sending us some warning signs. Sometimes God's saying, Hey, I'm trying to get your attention. Just like He tried to get Jonah's attention, He still got swallowed up by the big fish. He didn't kill him. He could have easily killed him off. He could have easily let him drown. He could have easily let him die in the well or in the big fish, as it tells us in the scripture. He could have easily said, Hey, you know what? You've blamed me. You didn't do what I told you to do. I'll just kill you off. But He showed him grace. Because he said, hey, I'm sending a storm to your life to get your attention. Sometimes when things happen in our life and God's trying to get our attention. Well, Pastor Michael, I continue to struggle and I continue to deal with things and bad things in my life. Well, maybe it's time for us to say, okay, God, you got my attention. Pastor Michael, why do they have to let such and such pass? Why did this have to happen to them? Why did this have to do that? Why did this have to, I don't know why God does bad things, but listen, when bad things happen, God's trying to get your attention and give you the biggest blessing in your life. You just got to open up your eyes and look for the signs that he's trying to give you. Sometimes you think, uh, sometimes you think uh, you might uh, solve a problem that you're struggling in. I think I can solve this on my own. I love puzzles. I I love taking puzzles. I love building puzzles and and putting things together. We'll sit down. uh, Sometimes we'll get a big old puzzle, and and we'll try to put all the pieces together. We start with the edge. I don't know about y'all. We start with the edge pieces and work our way in. We're edges and colors. and then We try to solve it on our own. In our life and our struggles that we go through, sometimes we just need some assistance. I like when the girls are a little bit littler and a little bit younger, and it's like, Daddy, can you help me fix this? Can you help me put this puzzle together? Because they quite couldn't do it on their own. Same way with God. Sometimes we just had to call out to God, God, I can't do this on my own. Sometimes God's giving us the the, the attention we need. And sometimes we just had to, to sit there and say, okay, I gotta sit down with my bills, and I gotta say, okay, here's what my bills are, this is how much money I got. This is how we're gonna do it. We need to do this. but sometimes we still come up short and and, and what happens is is we've gotten frustrated well God I'm doing what you've asked me to do I've sat down but who are we trusting God with more our finances or are we trusting God with our finances because I can sit here all day and I can trust God and I say okay God I'm going to let you do it we got to be willing to give us our, and really truly trust him because he's going to send tests our way to see if we truly trust in him. I tell you guys this often and tell you that there's been times in our ministry that we either were going to pay our tithes or not eat. And I told Tudor, said, we're going to be faithful and pay our tithes. And every one time we missed a meal or light's been turned off or water's been turned off, there's been times that we struggled and we had to pray to God. Sometimes God was trying to get our attention and we looked to him, and we got, and he got it. And I was like, "Okay, God." And we got things that that that, that were taken care of. So keep trusting in God. Keep looking for Him. All I right, all I right, gotta hurry, got gotta, gotta hurry. So Jacob here, uh, and, uh, God tells us that, that Jacob wasn't alone. Uh, so Jacob then packed up his family. He was he would send them all down, and and he and he he sent them. He was he's going back home. And see, y'all, listen, God's in the business of dropping clues. Genesis uh, t- uh, 32 and 2, he says, As Jacob started on his way, an angel came to meet him. When he told him, he explained, this is God's camp. Woo! This is God's camp. God is with you. God's going to send you the clues that you need. He's going to send you the, the clues that you need. Uh, Jacob was leaving home to go live, uh, see, hang on. All those years ago, as Jacob was leaving his home to go live with uh, Laham, God met with him with a stairway to heaven. Y'all seen that picture you see, the stairway to heaven? It's because of Jacob. This is what it's a reference to right here. <laughs> the angels going up and down on it. And now that he's coming back home, Jacob sees those angels yet again. He sees them again. The same things that he's seen before, he sees it again. And by the way, listen, nobody else seen this, only Jacob. Why? Because when God wants to leave you a clue that he's there for you, he makes it personal. He's going to make it personal in your life. He's going to make it personable that it's just for you, that it's not for anybody else. Nobody else is going to see it. he's going to leave those clues just for you so you know it's exactly for you. So I encourage you today, whatever you're struggling with, keep looking for the clues. Keep looking for the clues. Number two, if you're, if you're taking notes, uh, take the opportunity to reconcile with people close to you. Oftentimes, often times that we go through struggles of life and we're struggling with things and we're dealing with things in our life. And you know what? And we're mad and upset at people that's maybe done us wrong. And guess what? They're, they're, they're sleeping at night while we're up worrying about it. So the first step we can take is reconcile. Hey, listen, Amy, if you know 100% I was right. Well, I was right, Pastor Michael. I was right. I know good and well I was right. Sometimes it takes the first step for us to say, hey, look, I'm sorry. The first step in, in reconciling and in doing the process of healing, maybe you've been struggling with that. Man, I'm upset. I'm mad at this person. Maybe the first step you need to take is say, hey, look, I'm sorry. Amy, if you think and you know that you were right in the situation, sometimes you've got to be the bigger person in the situation sometimes we got to be the bigger person we look down in uh, in, in Genesis 20 uh, 32 and verse 3 it says then Jacob sent out uh, sent a messenger ahead of him to his brother Esau who was living in the region um, he told them he said give this message to my master Esau Humble greetings from your servant Jacob Till now I have been living with Uncle Laban, and now I own a castle, donkeys, a flock of sheep, and goats, and many servants, both men and women. I have sent this message to inform you, my Lord, of my coming, hoping that you will be friendly to me. Because y'all got to remember, when he left, when he left, he was going to kill him. He told him, when Esau dies, I'm going to kill you. So he sent out a message to him. Say, hey, look, because they didn't have text messages back in the day. They didn't have instant messages. They didn't have none of that. So he sent out a messenger to say, hey, listen, I'm coming, I, and, and I want you to over to me with love and arms. Don't kill me off, pretty much what he's saying. And I want you to keep out some key words here. He said, master. He called Esau master. And he called himself servant. Sometimes we just have to be the bigger person in the situations that people have done us wrong in. I didn't say you had to go be their best friends, but sometimes that struggle that you're dealing with is because you can't, you've got unforgiveness in your heart. Some people feel like, well, I'm entitled to this. I'm upset, I'm angry, but guess what? Like I said, they're sleeping at night while you're up worrying about it. God didn't create us to live this life alone. He tells us that in the beginning. God created man and he became a woman because he didn't feel like they should be alone. Here at at Church, we don't believe in doing life alone. We believe it's better together. And I truly believe that. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. All right. All right uh, number three. Remember God. Remind God of his promises. The Bible tells us over 3,000 times that God promises something, he promises something and it was uh, genesis 23 and 6 after delivering the message the messenger returned to jacob and, and reported we met your brother esau and he is all ready on his way to meet you oh that sounds good but listen to this better get worse with an army of 400 men wait a minute pastor mike you told me to try to do the right thing just a while ago i did the right thing now they're retaliating against me with 400 men he told me he was going to kill me originally Keep keep steadfast. Hang on. Jacob was terrified at this news. And Jacob prayed, Oh God, my father, uh, my grandfather Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, uh, Oh Lord, you told me, return to your own land and to your relatives, and you promised me I will treat you kindly. He prayed to God. He prayed. He said, Oh no, God. They're coming after me. They're retaliating against me. They're going to come. They're going to seek after me. They're going to find me. They're going to kill me. God, you told me if I would go to go back home, if I go back home, you were going to treat me kindly. You told me, God. See, Jacob had already struggled with his father-in-law. He had already dealt with all these struggles, and now he's having to worry about his, his brother now coming after him to kill him off. God, you told me you were going to take care of me. Anybody ever prayed a prayer like that? God, I I thought you were going to take care of me. I thought you were going to help me through this situation. God, I thought you were going to help me with my finances. God, I thought you were going to help me with my health. God, I thought you were going to do this. I thought you were going to do that. I thought you were going to treat me kindly. But the key thing is here, and I want you guys to see, is how Jacob responded to the news from his brother. He began to pray. He began to pray and he began to say, God, listen, you promised me this. You promised me you are going to take care of me. That's why I tell you guys it's important to read your Bibles and pray every day so you can grow, grow, and grow. That way when it comes time and you're dealing with a situation, you can say, hey, God, you told me you were going to take care of me. God, you said by our stripes we are healed. God, you said that you will take us from our finances, that you will be our Alpha and Omega, the great I am. You begin to speak life and you can begin to say these promises back to God in your prayers. It's how he responded. That's what I want you guys to hear. This is how he responded was so great. He began to pray. He began to pray. So, when you guys are dealing with things, remind yourself to pray about it. Pray, pray, and pray. Let's see. I'm trying to hurry. I'm trying to hurry. And I encourage you guys, to, if you've got to you give you some kick booster, to try to read your Bible. If you're trying to struggle and it's kind of hard for you, they, hey, go to the Christian bookstore, come see me. We'll get you one of those things to help you read your Bible in a year. Or I'll get you a Bible devotion. I'll help you out. I, I don't mind. I'll spend every dime I have to give you a Bible. I'll, I'll do everything I can to put God's words in your hands. Not, and my only thing is as long as you read it every single day and you pray. Because I want to see you grow. That way when the enemy comes at you, you can stand fast in, the, in the, what God's word says. But when you're struggling, take the time to remind God of his promises to take care of us. Be smart about how you deal with the crisis, point four. Be smart how you deal with the crisis. See, when we're struggling and we're we're dealing with things and we're having all these these emotions going on in our life, we tend to act before we really stop and respond. Or we, we tend to respond before we act. I got that totally mixed up. <laughs> we tend to act and respond before we think. How many times have we been upset and mad at somebody and done something out of anger and you step back and you really think about it, man, I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. Verse 13 here says, Jacob stayed where he was for the night and he selected these gifts to give to his brother. He gave him a whole bunch of gifts here. I'm not going to read them all for time purposes and he divided them out then he told his servants to go ahead of me with the animals but keep some distance between the herds was a great number of gifts that he was sending to him but the key thing is here is he prayed before he responded he could have easily said you know what I'm just going to run for my life you know what I know he's coming after me I tried to be the bigger person I tried to do the right thing and and I know he doesn't tell me he's sending 400 people to come out and kill me I know this He could have easily run for his life, but he decided, I'm going to stay here. And he began to pray. And when he began to pray, his response was, hey, I'm going to send him a gift. It's how we respond. Oftentimes we do the opposite. (laughs) We try to respond and act before we pray. I don't know what you may be going through today, but I encourage you to pray. Thank God for every situation that he's put you through. Even when we don't understand it and it don't make sense, God's always going to be there with us and pray about it. See, we always want to blame somebody else for the things that we didn't get or maybe the things that happened in our life. We oftentimes want to point the fingers to someone else. And we oftentimes want to blame God for bad things that happened in our lives. Listen, we have a choice. Either pray about it or we can run away. Respond totally different. But I encourage you to pray every single day, every situation you go through. But the five things to, that you should do when you're feeling overwhelmed by your struggles, it's again, for clues that God is with you. Take the opportunity to re- reconcile with people close to you. Remind God of his promise to take care of you. Be smart about how you deal with your crisis because we don't want to make a permanent decision based on the temporary emotions. Sometimes, guys, it's okay. Just take a step back and take a deep breath before you Respond. It's okay to breathe for a second. Listen, I tell Tasha all the time. She gets text messages all the time. She gets frustrated. I said, Tasha, you don't have to answer them right this second. You can take a moment. Breathe. It's okay. One, you don't work for them, so who are they? (laughs) It's all right. Take a moment. But number five, and finally, whatever you do, don't let go of God. Don't let go of him. I'm going to run through this really quick. Really, really quick. Jacob was struggled and struggled his whole entire life. Y'all check this out. Verse 27 here. During the night, Jacob got up and he took his two wives, his two servants, and his two servants' wives and his his 11 sons across uh, the river. And then he, he, after taking them on the other side of the river with all their possessions, he decided he was going to go back over the river. He left him there, and Jacob went back along in the camp. So he then took all of his possessions, his family, his wife, his, his kids, and, and, and everything, and got it on the other side of the river, right? He got it over there. He's like, listen, I'll be right back, right back. And if you're Tasha, she's like, where are you going? <laughs> and he had two of them. Where are you going? Where you think you're going right now? <laughs> I'm like, I'll be right back. <laughs> where are you going? I'll be right back. Listen, I'll be right back. <laughs> and so he goes back across the river In verse 27 here he said, he said he left the camp he said I'll check it out and this is where it gets a little weird here and a man came and wrestled with him until dawn began to break so a man came out of nowhere and began to wrestle him until dawn break sunrise if you guys don't know when the man saw that he would not win the match he, t- he touched Jacob's hip and wrecked it, or, or and wrenched it out of its socket. That's a little, it's, it's there. So hip, he popped it out of the socket. Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. How random is this? How random is this? He done took all this stuff over here, and he got to come back, and this man popped out of nowhere. They're wrestling up till dawn. (laughs) And then he pops his his hip out of socket. Weird, right? Kind of (laughs) cray-cray. I like this. I like this. We'll come back to that in just a second. Jacob got a message that his older brother was coming with or 400 men. He sent over the herd uh, 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 the herd of gifts the, the, all the things that he was sending and he crossed back over to himself to send the, and then he was going to send the rest of the possession. But the man appeared and they engaged in some random fight here. And Jacob's like ain't nobody got time for that? Jacob's like hey my brother's coming I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to reconcile. I'm trying to to do the right thing I'm going to close with this I'm going to be completely honest with you when I was studying this I mean it was so cool and I was writing this and I was getting a deeper understanding This, this person that Jacob was wrestling with isn't your normal average person I mean, let's just face it. I mean, who in here right now can break somebody's hip right out of the socket? I mean, that's, wrench it out. I mean, that's intense, right? That takes a lot of muscle, a lot of power. How can a man do this? Check this out. Jacob realized who he was wrestling with. And when we really realize who it was, it makes his story even more incredible. See, Jacob and the person in story we're talking about was God. You see, and, and, and at some point during this wrestling match, Jacob realized that, hey, I'm not fighting a man. I'm not fighting just a, a normal person. I'm fighting something bigger. And I'm fighting something more intense than I've ever fought in my entire life. He just knew his only goal was not to let go. Y'all, 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 check this out. Check it out. He, so in the middle of this fight, he knew that he, he knew that he, I, I just couldn't let go of what was taking place. I couldn't let go of the battle. I couldn't let go of the situation. Even though, even though he done popped his, his hip out of the socket, he done wrenched it out of the socket, He held on. He kept holding on because that was what his goal was. See, in the middle of his struggle, it wasn't to give up. It was to keep holding on. It was to keep holding on. (laughs) God will always leave a mark on your life. Y'all hear me? God's going to always leave a mark on your life. See, see Genesis 32 and, and verse uh, uh, 27. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. He replied, My name's Jacob. You're no, and, 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 and the man says, Your name will no longer be Jacob. The man told him, From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with man and have won. Y'all, check it out. He says, please tell me your name, Jacob said. He said, why do you want to know my name? The man, the man replied. I mean, think about it. You just had a battle with this guy, and you're like, what is your name? He's like, why do you need to know my name? Look, look. look. you check it out Then he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named him. I have seen God's face to face, yet my life has been spared. The sun was risen. As Jacob left. I want to encourage you that God's gonna leave his mark on each and one of our lives. In this particular situation, Jacob's mark was a broken with a broken hip there. That's intense. But listen, he wrestled with God. And he got a new name for his name now. It's Israel. God becomes so real and so personal to him, And when we enter in these struggles that we have and we let God take over and the battles that we may be going through, you may have some scars in your life. I got a few in my life that I can tell you each and every story where the scar come from. Some are good. Some are bad. Some experience I've went through, some struggles we've went through every step of the way in every struggle we fought and fought but we won when we started Medic Church we fought and fought and fought and said okay God if this is what you want us to do God I I feel like we're wrestling with you we're struggling but God said hey I'm going to make a way when there seems to be no way and the scars and the struggles have all been worth it So today I encourage you, whatever you're struggling with and dealing with in your life, to look for clues in the crisis or look for clues that God will send you. Take the opportunity to mend and reconcile relationships with people that may have done you wrong. Remind God of his promises. Be smart about how we deal and respond to the crisis. And always remember, never to let go of God no matter how hard it gets in your life never let go of God you guys will stand with me this morning let's pray God we just want to thank you so much for this day God I want to thank you for the struggles that we may be in because God those struggles sometimes you're just trying to get our attention God if somebody you're you're trying to get their attention today God God let them call out to you God let them respond to you God say hey I am here God God take me and use me Lord help us in the situations and the struggles we may be in today God God help us to lean on you and to trust you more and more every day God God because once we were lost you found us Father God, help us to respond and not in the temporary emotions, God. God, don't let us make permanent decisions based on those temporary emotions. God, let us be smart about the way we handle those crises in our life, God. Help us to reconcile with people that may have done us wrong, God. Even if we were right and they were wrong, God, help us be the bigger person. And Lord, always remind us of your promises. Because, God, they always stand. If you want to make a decision for Christ today, all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. When it gets hard and in my struggles, God, always remind me you're there with me. And God, to help me to remind myself to pray out, to remind you of the promises that you made for me. God, help me on this new journey name i pray amen thank you again for tuning into the medic church podcast today if you need prayer you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that god's going to meet each and every need that is submitted would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one you can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give you can do a one-time gift a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.